welcome to the My Curious Colleague Podcast with your host, me, Denise Veneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Hello, my curious colleagues. Today, my guest is my colleague, Kara Bischoff, who will be a wonderful addition to my series on how having direct consumer affairs experience can impact one's career journey. And I'm looking to be inspired because let me tell you, I was inspired just on our playback, right? And I think you're all going to be inspired too. No pressure, Tara, at all whatsoever. (laughs) A little bit about Tara. She is currently a brand new, pun intended, associate brand manager at Ricola USA, joining the company at the end of 2021. This new role was after serving as a consumer affairs leader at CPG organizations such as Bear Healthcare, Pinnacle Foods, and Fresh Pet, where she was director of consumer care. Additionally, Tara has experience working at Bobby Brown Cosmetics and Unilever Cosmetics International, which is now Cody. A fitness fanatic, Tara is a certified group fitness instructor licensed to teach a variety of formats in her community, such as kickboxing and boot camp. Tara has been a member of SOCAP, the Society of Consumer Affairs Professionals, since 2004, serving as an education committee member since 2012, and has participated in multiple chapter and national events as a panelist and a speaker. So hello, Tara. So happy to have you on the podcast today. So happy to be here. Great to see you. Uh, No pressure, right? To be inspirational. Do you feel any of that? Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, just congratulations again on the new job. And I I should say the new career. I mean, when we first, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like when we first met, you were deep in the consumer care industry. And now, of course, this pivot to marketing. So I'm wondering, um, have you always had your eyes set on marketing? You know, I think it's funny. I never, never in a million years did I ever think that I would um, be working in brand management. That's for sure. I think for me, um, I always had a really big interest in the marketing services side of things. And maybe that's kind of where consumer care overall became a passion, just wanting to help and, um, and support the brand with, uh, you know, all the knowledge I know from, from our consumers, what we hear on the front lines. And I think, hearing that feedback and how we can improve our products, you know, what people are really saying about your product um, and your brand and just, um, you know, how to provide the best resolution and best product experience for them. So um, brand experience, no, I I never thought I'd be like going down that route, but, um, but I always knew I would sort of end up working a little bit closer with the consumer for sure. Got it. So what are you doing? Exactly over there on Ricola USA in this marketing role. Can can you share? Yeah, I can. I can kind of share very top line. So um, it's honestly a little bit of everything. I call it the kitchen sink. Um, I think in in many organizations, especially larger ones, uh, coming in um, at either an assistant or associate brand manager level, you tend to be um, you know 
probably uh, siphoned off into doing very specific things, maybe around like, you know, the number crunching, managing the budget, mm -hmm. things of that nature. And I'm certainly doing that, but I, I'm definitely getting a lot more exposure to so many other things because we're such a small organization. Um, we're a small, for people that don't know, Ricola is a small family owned um, uh organization that's been run by family uh, several generations so um, this is not a big you know um, publicly traded company it's definitely uh, more family oriented um, there's a lot of pride in the brand so um, definitely it's it's all hands on deck we don't have um, as many people as some of the other brands might sure. so a little bit of everything yeah, consider yourself you know lucky in that yes well i know i've had colleagues who at uh, another organization that i was with the campbells where it was like you weren't able to even work on the advertising when tv was a big part of the budget until you were more yep. of a senior associate and you really had to start out with the budget and the mm -hmm. data and the uh product piece of it uh line extensions etc so you are you're lucky yeah, it, it's really just been um, such an incredible experience in the sense that I never thought I would have this much exposure to to be able to have my hands in so much so early on. Um, and I have a great leadership team, which is um, certainly a big part of that. Um, but it's it's definitely been super interesting and exciting to be part of a you know a brand that is growing and also um, one that has such a you know, uh, a unique brand identity. Every time I say that I'm working at Ricola, people mm -hmm. sing the name like, oh, you're working at Ricola. <laughs> so yeah, I think right. it's a, it's something that, you know, uh, is, is definitely recalled to me um, quite often by <laughs> colleagues and friends and family. Mm -hmm. I was actually on your website just snooping around and, and you didn't even had, you probably know this, a link for how to pronounce the company. And I was like, I'm clicking on this because I know... I know, I think what it's going to, and it was that, that voice in, in that little song. And it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. Hey, so yep. how do you think you've been leveraging? Now, I know you've only been there for four months or so. Mm -hmm. how, how do you feel that you've leveraged, um, you know, the lengthy consumer care experience that you had to help shape this new role in marketing? It's a great question. And I think there's a couple of things. So, um, and you know this, you know, as many of our colleagues do who work in the um, consumer affairs industry, mm -hmm. we're, we're one of those unique roles where you really do interact with every single department um, at an organization, whether it's quality, um, marketing, sales, legal for claims and things of that nature. Um, certainly R&D when you're delivering, you know, feedback on product suggestions and, um, you know, ways to improve the product. So I think, you know, that experience alone with understanding all of the different personalities and those different roles and how to communicate with them is, is definitely experience and skills that you could develop to help you with any <laughs> future job career change, that's for sure. Um, because it just gives you insight into how they're thinking and it gives you a good big picture view of, of how the organization runs and how the product life cycle works. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, and then I think the other piece of it would really be um, 
the analysis. I'm I'm a data person. I'm definitely a data nerd. I love analysis. I love I love playing detective and finding the trend. Um, and that's certainly something that I am definitely using on a daily basis here to learn the business, to understand it, um, and just to uncover you know maybe different things that um, we don't already know. So I think that's the biggest fun part is playing detective with that data analysis. And then I think lastly, it's it's also um, the passion for the consumer experience. Um, I think at the end of the day, sometimes organizations lose sight of the fact that we're all consumers at the end of the day, right? Um, right. And so thinking about everything that we're doing uh, in our jobs to to make that output the best possible experience for our consumers, whether it's um, you know, enjoying the product, how they handle the packaging, product usage. So I think that is certainly something that's transferred with me to think about, you know, as we approach advertising, as we approach promotions and things of that nature, what will the consumer response be to that? I think at the end of the day, that's something that always sticks with me is what is the consumer response going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's definitely something in the consumer affairs role that you're your number one goal is to think about that and making sure your your brand ambassadors call center are armed with all that information so that, mm -hmm. that is a good one um yeah because like you know it's so easy to be reactive um but i think it's in our world we tend to not only think of the the reactive side of things but how do you be proactive to to avoid any negativity right and just be prepared for when that consumer contacts you to um, make them feel like you care and make them feel like they're being heard. Oh, love that, that they're being heard. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Um, so still sticking with sort of reflecting back on consumer affairs, how would you say that consumer affairs, that consumer affairs experience shaped your career journey? That's a great question. So I think kind of piggybacking on what I just mentioned about um, what skill sets I brought to marketing. I think um, it sort of took my my analytical side and helped me find the cre creative side of things. So I had the operations and, and strong analytical thing down pat. Um, but, you know, I did it for a long time and I was ready for a different challenge and I wanted to figure out, you know, how I could expand upon that. And I think the most natural way was taking taking that analytical side and, and sort of driving it to the more creative side of marketing. Um, so I, I think that's how it's really shaped that journey. Um, and then just sort of like reflecting on what's happened in the last couple of years, you know, for all of us with COVID and sort of having time to reflect on what it is we like, and don't like about what we're doing and maybe, um, hey, is there more to this? Uh, had me really thinking, you know, I, I think I want to play a bigger role on the creative side of things. And, and that's yeah. uh, sort of where this journey has taken me. Yeah. And, and maybe that, you know, that kind of answers my next question. Um, just let me know. But what, what finally was that motivator or that trigger to, uh, you know, sort of encourage you to make this career move after, you know, the 20 years of mm -hmm. consumer affairs? Yeah, it's um that a great a great question as well. Um, I think again, uh, you know, going to the fact that COVID was happening, and I just had a lot of time to think. You know, being being working from home and and having a lot of sort of solitary time to think through what it is I like and don't like about my job or my 
you know, um, career? What are the things I felt like I needed to, you know, to expand upon? What are the things that um, I felt like wasn't getting enough out of? And I think for me, um, I felt like I had done just about everything I could do on the consumer care side of things. Um, I'd really done every role. I, I, had, I had served in an operations role, oversaw uh, data quality, <clears throat> did, did data analysis, um, and also managed teams. You know, I, I, my last role, I was a director of consumer care for, um, for Fresh Pets. So it's kind of like, all right, I, I think I've done it all. Like what, what's going to change so much? Do I see myself doing this for for another twenty years, or is this now the time to sort of like strike the iron while it's hot to make a change while it still makes sense to? And it was scary, definitely scary to go. Okay, um, here I am in a completely you know comfort zone of everything I know and I'm comfortable knowing, and you know can be a rock star at it. Am I nuts to do this? But I just knew I wanted a little bit more out of my career and. I think just, again, having that time during COVID to sort of re reflect and see what some of my colleagues were doing at colleagues that made major career changes. And it totally inspired me. Some even actually gave up their career and decided to hit the road and go traveling. And I thought, God, like, that's really brave of them to do. And wow. why am I not taking a risk and doing something different? So it really was all timing. Like if this hadn't happened, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know that I would have taken the risk, but I think having people to see um, and and witness their happiness for making big changes really was a big inspiration for me to say, like, you know what, like, now's the time, life is too short. Um, if, if we've learned anything from these last two years, it's don't wait. <laughs> it's not worth waiting because the opportunity may not be there. So do it now, you know. Hmm. I'm wondering if maybe if someone sees this conversation, if that might inspire them to make a change, we'll have to, we'll have to check that. I hope so. I mean, I, um, like I said, I, I owe some of this to, to those colleagues who were brave enough to make humongous changes after, uh, being in, in their roles for a long time. And, um, it's, it's really been nice to see and, you know, how happy they are and how excited they are to talk about those changes. So I'm just like, hey, if I, I need to do this too. They're like, let me get my butt in gear. <laughs> hey, you are, you have my permission for this career change. I think like you gave it everything you had and did, and did all the roles, like you mentioned in Consumer yeah. Affairs and inspired many of us. So well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we are getting to the end of the podcast, sadly, Tara, and wondering if you have a volunteer group you'd like to give a shout out to. Yeah, actually, um, so I'm big, big into animal rescue. I actually have two beagles um, oh. right now who I've rescued from different organizations. But two that I really want to call out just because I love the work that they do is um, one that's close to my heart because it's my sister-in-law's um, organization in North Carolina is Surrey Animal Rescue. Um, they're a small organization, but she works so hard to rescue um, dogs and cats um, and rehome them in loving homes. And um, another is um, Marty's Senior Sanctuary, and they're right here in New Jersey. And kind of says it in the name, they, they specialize in helping out um, families who can no longer care for their pets. And those pets tend to be seniors. So maybe it's 
uh, some elderly people that are going into nursing homes or maybe they've passed on and they don't have any family members or friends who can take in their pets. Um, so it's a really great organization. Yeah. Love those. And uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for letting me call them out. Oh, absolutely. And we'll even post the uh, website addresses. Yeah, they're both really fun, uh, especially Marty's, uh, the senior one, is such a great Facebook page to follow. They do a lot of wonderful things with those, um, with the dogs. And thank you, Tara, for sharing your busy Saturday with me here on the podcast. Sure, happy to do it. Uh, again, thank you so much for for having me on. And um, I hope, like you said, uh, I hope our conversation is is enough to kind of inspire one or two people out there to go like, hey, what else could I offer and what else can I do? And you know what? It's never too late to change. Um, I thought it was and I was wrong and I'm so happy I made the change and uh, I couldn't be happier. So, and I'm happy that I still have my SOCAP friends and family to, um, you know, lean on for, for great consumer expertise. Yeah, absolutely. One caveat to all that is we're here not promoting that everyone leaves their current consumer affairs. Yes. <laughs> but I will just jump in and say, now that I think about it, this is not in the script. I made a big move and I mm-hmm. moved from leading the reporting team in consumer affairs and jumping over on the operation side uh, in, yeah. in another role. And even that was uh, looking back, um, just that was big. That was big stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think it's so important to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Sometimes uh, being too comfortable, it's nice, it's easy, but um, but getting out of your comfort zone, it forces you to think a little bit differently and challenges your brain. And I think we all need that a little bit, right? You know, things are moving so fast. So um, I like to think that, you know, nothing is ever set in stone. So the way to keep progressing is to just kind of keep getting a little uncomfortable. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Thanks again, Tara. Yeah. Thank you. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple podcast. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.